Welcome to the S&M Experience. And welcome everybody to episode 98 of the S&M Experience Podcast. My name is Matthew and with me in the studio today we have... Jenna Pepper. And we also have... Stephen Holmes. DVH, how you be? I be doing all right on the ones and twos. Got that hot mic in front of me. It's looking good. Looks like Cindy... Crawford? That's not her name. Is that her name? That sounds familiar. No, Cindy Crawford. That's she's a woman. Supermodel? I think so. I think I was also yeah. thinking of Cindy Lauper and was going to say Cindy Lawford, who is probably nobody. Quick Google of Cindy Lawford. All right. My money is on super sexy. All it said was, did you mean Cindy Lauper? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my question for you two is, if you could be one other person, who would it be and why? Steve. So right off, I'm going to have a couple uh, follow-ups to this. Mm-hmm. So is this a sitch where it's like kind of like a quantum leap situation mm-hmm. where I'm being somebody and I see myself as me, but everyone else says, sees me as that person? Or is this like I'm in their body, I can check out their bits, what they're working with, and everyone still sees me as that person because I'm in that person's body. Is that what it is? I'm going to answer question with a question. Uh-huh. If it's a second option where you have their bits, is this going to be like X-rated in your answer? Is that going to make this a X-rated <laughs> podcast? Are we going to have to put a little explicit label on our podcast? Honestly, it doesn't matter what the answer is because my answer is not going to change. My answer is Queen Elizabeth. Oh, right on. Can you just delve more deep into that one? Why Queen Elizabeth? Here's the only thing. I think it would be kind of cool to see what her day-to-day life is like to and her bits. <laughs> obviously i want to see that queen bush but the thing i would do is try to be as normal as possible mm-hmm. except to one person because i assume this would only be like a day-long thing i right. get to be in her body so i try to be like as normal as possible mm-hmm. work in that like little weird ladle wave mm-hmm. but then just to one person be like what's the deal with all these motherfuckers huh <laughs> i'm so tired of sitting on this throne all day i want to get my butthole eating out <laughs> and then like someone would be like oh my god liz what are you talking about if you got spoken to like that by queen elizabeth no one would believe you you could tell people like this is what she said to me and nobody would be like no you're making that up yeah and so as queen I think, elizabeth, you could do that many different times to different people and they're not gonna tell they'd just be like there seems to be someone would have a theory that someone is jumping into different bodies because every time i'd just be like i want someone to look at my booty hole <laughs> I think that plan could backfire me on there with the queen, mm-hmm. and I would jump into her body on Christmas Day and have to give that Christmas address to oh, the yeah. world. Yeah. Or you'd jump into her body, you'd say said raunchy things, and there'd be no surprise, <laughs> and you just realize that Queenie is just a super dirty a lady, just like on the, on the regular. Like, jeez, uh, Queen Betty. All right, what Jen, about you guys? Yeah, what about you, Jen? Do you have an answer to this? I don't have one yet. You can yeah, I didn't have good answers either. Mine was like a really tall person or like... <laughs> Any, like not even like a famous really tall person? It would be fun to be a really good basketball player and I would do my best to represent them on the court. But I am not a good basketball player. Oh, do and... you assume their skills? 
No. Let's say oh, no. Oh, shit. Really? It's hard to... I was, I was trying to think of, like, a skill I wouldn't normally have, like, lifting a car or, like, doing something. I don't know if there's many people that can do that. Yeah, well, that my who... first thought was Vin Diesel, but he was on the last episode, so I was like... He does, he does lift a car in Fast and Furious of 7. Of course. Of course he does. So I was like, oh, maybe I want to be Vin Diesel, but really, if you walked by, like, a group of youths, they'd be like, yo, Vin Diesel, oh my god. Like, they'd want to be your friend. Like, that never happens to me. <laughs> that would be so cool. So you want the adoration of teenage boys? No. Is what I'm getting. No, because another thing I was thinking about was like, oh, I could be like Gal Gadot. So mm-hmm. you'd get to be Wonder Woman in the movie. You'd have. To Sounds play. like you still just want the attention of teenage boys. <laughs> I just want to be like Pamela Anderson, Circa Baywatch. <laughs> no. I guess this is another about the situation. Could this all, would this also be like a poly, polyjuice? Is it polyjuice? Yeah. Because <laughs> that doesn't always change your voice, right? You have to kind of work on that. I'm just, so I was just no. imagining Jen. No, it changes your it voice. It changes your voice. No, it changes yeah. it. Why? What were you going to say? But it does wear off. I thought it would be funny if it was like Jen and Vin Diesel's, like, <laughs> Jen's voice. Could you do Vin Diesel's voice if you had to fit into his body? What, what's something he would say? He would say something like... Uh, we're family. We're family. Well, yeah, he'd be like, we're family. Now go get my car. Oh, you nailed that. Oh, my God. Wow. No is, is Vin Diesel here? Oh, <laughs> uh, I came in for the interview, so uh, just uh, bring my tires around back and uh, treat my boys nice. That's how he sounds. Do you know what? That's exactly it. <laughs> Matt always makes fun of my impression. Who is it that I... Oh, Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan. Oh, it's wonderful. My Bob Dylan is so spot on. Can you give us a taste of that? How does it feel? (laughs) Steven, how does it feel to be on your own? Like a rolling stone. Hey, Bob Dylan, have you met Vin Diesel? Oh, yeah, he's my boy. Bob Dylan's my boy. It feels good. (laughs) That's right. That's Wow, we were just here with two greats, two artistic <laughs> heavyweights. So nice to see those guys stop by and just pop in whenever they whenever they want. Matt, who would you be? I mean, who's... A really tall person. A really tall person. I want to be the height that I can get under doors comfortably without like, having to duck my head. I think but that's just, come up on this show Like an before. inch lower, probably. This is probably a retread of like episode 67 or something. Did you say that's one of your goals in life? Uh, I mean, there's still Dream time. Dream big! <laughs> Here's the thing. Medical technology has a long way to go. Mm. There's hope for us all. Steve, you can get rid of your boobs, and Matthew can <laughs> can grow a whole foot. And I could be Vin Diesel. <laughs> and finally. Finally. Oh. I can get all that teen adoration. Speaking of teen adoration, that leads directly to our theme, which is when in Rome. Who's Rome? <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to jump into the writers' room? Yes, please. Bob Dylan, do you want to come with us? Yeah, yeah. Going down the street and I'm feeling good. Writer's room. Writer's room. Writer's room. Go around, lads. It's time for the writer's room. Kawabanga. Today, <clears throat> we are reading another script from Steven, because me and Jen have written shit lately. Yeah. Steve, it is you're called, a writing machine. It would be a shame. All right. Interior office building. Daytime. The office is a mess following a gunfight. There's two dead, masked henchmen on the ground. Hero cop Rick Dolan leans against a desk as he tends to a nasty wound on his arm. He ties off a strip of his shirt and winces at the pain. Ow! His phone starts to ring. He waits a moment and decides to answer. 
Hello? Interior, control room. Bad guy Thomas Knox sits at a desk with a computer in front of him. Next to him is a hacker with a laptop open in front of him. Behind them are more hackers working at computers. Well, 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 Mr. Cowboy. You have become quite a thorn in my side. I have that effect on people. Yes, I see that you do, Detective Dolan. How do you know my name? Knox reads from his computer. The hacker has pulled up all the info he can find about Dolan. I know everything about you, Detective. Where you're from, where you live, your blood type, what kind of car you drive. I know everything. And I know that you're going to stop what you're doing and let me get what I want. Why would I do that, pal? Because it would be a shame. What would be? It would be a shame if something happened to your pretty wife. Darla, is it? Ooh, she is very pretty, Rick. A doctor. Good for you. You're not going to hurt her. I don't want to hurt her, Rick. But I will. I will do what it... Nope, you're not. You can't. She's at a medical conference at West. Left yesterday. Knox looks at the hacker who furiously types. The hacker's not. Huh. All right, well, uh, that's a lucky break for you. But what about Molly? You and the missus have some great genes. I'd hate for her to have a bad day at school, but... She won't. She won't have to if you just walk away. No, she really won't. She's not at school today. Whole class went to the state fair. Annoyed, Knox again turns to the hacker. The hacker confirms. Well, aren't you Mr. Lucky? Let's try... Hmm, maybe your old sweet old mother? She seems... She's on a cruise Come again? She's on a cruise. Carnival. Somewhere in the Caribbean, sipping pina coladas, probably. Knox again turns to the hacker. The hacker nods. Knox looks back at his screen. Um, what about your dog, Mr. Waffles? I've killed dogs before. I'd hate to do that again, though. He's at a farm in the country. He's already dead? Uh, it's a doggy daycare. Peachy, you're... Knox turns to the hacker, waiting for someone else to threaten. The hacker sends it to his screen. Half-sister Marnie. Would probably be a devastating to lose a sister. Eh, we never really connected. Last touch after her dad died. The hackers pull up more files. How about your fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Tweeds? She was your favorite, wasn't she? Yep. She retired two years ago. Moved to Florida. God damn it! The hacker sends more files. What about your dad? I just said he was dead. Right, shit. Uh, your neighbor, Mr. Lawson. He's at his daughter's college graduation upstate. Your old babysitter, Tina. Pretty sure she's serving time for elder abuse. Your daughter's a soccer coach. She is my old babysitter, Tina. Oh, your gardener, Dominic. Got deported last week. Your favorite pizza place. Got shut down last month. Too many rats. Come on. Oh, I'm coming. Don't you worry. You're going to be sorry when I find you, Mr. Bad Guy. I will give you $50 cash, huh? How's that sound, Mr. Cowboy? No dice. I owe silver, cocksucker. Dolan hangs up. Interior, control room. Well, shit. Should we just pack it up now? The hacker shrugs. You'll be the first to die. And scene. And scene. I said it too. Hey, very nice, Stephen. That was funny. I like it. Oh, thank you. Hey, do you guys want to do some movie pitches? Movie pitches, pitches. Let's all go to the lobby. Let me ask the two of you, what is your favorite genre of movie or TV? I like body horror. Interesting. Jen, what's your favorite? Space Jam. Uh, <laughs> not a genre, but... Uh, nice thanks, try. Thanks for playing. No, no, no. I, uh, um, 
So you are both incorrect. The correct answer is a soap opera. Boo. That's what I said. Boo. You, you, you did say that. Yeah, you're right. Before we come up with a wonderful soap opera to put on a big screen or a small screen, can we summarize what makes a good soap opera? Twists and turns. Twists and turns. Family. Uh, family. On the one my mom's been watching, there has been a lot of uh, people having microchips either put in their hearts to control them or in their <laughs> brains. Wow, no Uh-oh. way. It's very sci-fi. Yeah, they had to remove one, but they triggered a self-destruct uh, measure in the chip, and then they had to just cut something. Oh, it's good to know that we can go there because I was thinking we would just have to do a lot of people cheating on each other, a lot of court cases, custody battles, no. and a lot of anything, anything ridiculous you think of. It's probably been done. Okay, so we uh, basically have free reign over this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything is safe. Yep. Okay. As I was saying before, when we were chatting, I love the evil twin in mm-hmm. a soap opera. I think that's really good. I was saying, I was saying like hospital week. Someone will be in a hospital for maybe even two weeks. Usually over the Christmas season. Yeah. Christmas was there's there... either a wedding or there's like a big hospital thing. Maybe wasn't both. There, wasn't there a general hospital which took place in a hospital the whole time? Yep. So maybe we should start with what you just said, hospital week. That can be the name of our movie. And. To up the ante, instead of just having an evil twin, what if we had evil quintuplets? Whoa. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Then you get four chances. And they are about to inherit the hospital, and they are now fighting over the inheritance. So their parents want them to split up the different wings. Like, you get the ICU, you get the, I don't know, whatever other You're wards. prenatal. Yeah, but they didn't account for the fifth evil twin showing up. Chet. Chet, the evil Chet, twin. Chet, who was in a, a fire years ago, and now is taking over the burn ward. <laughs> I think it sounds, that's a riveting movie already. Yeah, um, there has to be like a romance between like two nurses or something. Mm-hmm. I think at least three of these quintuplets should be doctors. Mm-hmm. At the hospital? It'd be weird if they weren't <laughs> at the Just hospital. Just doctors here. in general. And Let's give these random doctors this hospital if we don't work here. Then there's Chet, who comes from out of town, got burns all over his face from that horrible fire years ago. Everyone thought he was dead, but now he's here. And ironically, he's the least evil one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the evil one's actually just the regular first doctor. It's just called Evil Hospital. Okay. Or what's a, what's a better... They wouldn't just say Evil Hospital. It'd have to be like Shady Grove... Oh, that's acres. good. Shady Hospital. Acres. Ooh. Shady Acres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So their mother is still alive, and she's on her seventh husband. Mm-hmm. But this one, like, <laughs> yeah. they've been together for the longest, and now they're renewing their vows. Nice. It's been, like, two years. Yeah, they renew. No, they renew their vows every single year <clears throat> in, like, the biggest wedding that is so lavish, because they're really rich, because they run the hospital. I think what's great about, if we're going to do this as a movie mm-hmm. for a soap opera, what's really great is we only really have to write two or three scenes, and the scenes normally would just probably be like five to ten minutes each, but we just keep explaining the same stuff over and over in different ways. Give and us we an get example. A full 90 minutes. Let's say it starts out with the hospital is going to be uh, given to the quintuplets. Maybe it's only going to be given to one, and they're right. trying to figure out who it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're trying to figure out which one gets the hospital. Mm-hmm. And the person, the executor of the will mm-hmm. or whatever, yep. they're going to say the name of the person who, who gets it. And an elevator door opens. And mm. everyone turns around and looks. And everyone gets a reaction shot. Yep. And then we cut to a different scene. 
This is a scene with the rich mom. Maybe she's in bed mm-hmm. with her new suitor who's trying to tell her that he started the fire all those Ooh, years ago. Nice. The but one that burned Chit? Yeah, but just as he's about to say, I'm the one that started the fire, we cut to the next scene, which would be... The nurses who are in Yeah, the... yes. they're just talking about how they're switching babies. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but before they can explain how they switch the babies, we cut back to the guy who's about to give away the name of the person who's getting to the hospital. And he starts to explain it with slightly different wording. And then someone says, just tell us who it is. And he's going to say, the person is. And then the elevator opens again. And everyone turns and has a reaction shot. Then we cut to the mom in the bed with the other guy. And she's like, what is it? What's got you so worked up? You want to tell me something? And he's like, there is something I need to tell you. A secret I've carried with me for all these years. And that secret is this. And then we cut to those nurses. And they're still swapping babies. <laughs> Then we cut back to be to... clear, there's only two babies. One, one is black and one is white. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your role. You're really killing it there. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, it's it's really that just keeps happening. Yeah. For at least forty minutes. And we can probably only do like we do that for forty minutes, and then we just loop the whole movie again, and no one will notice. <laughs> Exact same someone will scenes. say, eventually we'll show Chet, or at least someone will squawk out and they'll pay bandages wrapped around them, mm-hmm. and then we'll have a scene where someone's taking off the bandages, and it's like just like two minutes of them just unwinding bandages, mm-hmm. and then we just see their reaction, and they just say, you, <laughs> and then we cut to <laughs> those babies getting swapped around. <laughs> we show and the mothers not... like receiving the babies, and they're, and they're clearly... just clearly like, this isn't... <laughs> Are you guys serious? This is, like, we're not even our complexions. Or... Not remotely the same. And the nurses just look at each other for like three minutes. I like this. It really lends this itself well to a sequel as well. It's like next time yeah. on Shady Acres. And the sequel will start by showing the last probably 15 minutes of the previous movie. Yeah. So we've already covered the first 15 minutes of the sequel. You've already shot part of it. I think, Steve, yeah. like your true calling is these no- telenovelas, really. Mm-hmm. I would love to work for like a month on a soap opera and come up with so many ideas and definitely be like slow down champ <laughs> let's take let's take at your first idea we're gonna break that down into four parts and we're gonna work at one part for two months <laughs> i just want to be in the room when the first person to come up with the idea of chips implanted in someone's brain came out and they're <laughs> yeah. they actually went with it like what crazy ideas were thrown out before that one was accepted. Yeah. The confusing part about my mom's soap opera was the bad guy who was controlling... Well, the first confusing part was he's been controlled by a computer chip, mm-hmm. but he was making this other guy drink, like, a potion, mm-hmm. and that was changing that guy. Okay. So, like, there's potions that can all, uh, uh, change people, but also computer chips, which seems like a lot more of a hassle. Yeah, definitely. I think soap operas are basically the... The, the thinking behind it is that there's no dumb answers. Whatever sticks to the wall. I think you also have to put in lots of product placement. I think that's another thing. Okay. So, so I think we basically nailed the entire movie. Except what? we don't have yeah. a product. We don't have the products. Well, well what? it's a hospital. It's a hospital. What goes um, in a hospital? It doesn't matter. It can be anything. Pine saw. <laughs> yes. Lots of pine There's always pine a shot of someone scrubbing Shady pine saw. Acres. But you know why this is the number one uh, hospital in North America? Pine saw. I think that Shady Acres is just like the best name. Yeah, I think we know that. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, yeah. let's go on to the next franchise. It's the next franchise. 
Harry Potter, Fast and Furious, Twilight, Spider-Man, French Toast! Today's franchise is the Toyota Prius. <laughs> okay, let me, let me pitch this to you. Uh -huh. Recently, Ford versus Ferrari came out. Was a big hit. Was a really exciting movie. Oh yeah. Advertising both Ford and Ferrari. And dads. But where's the Toyota Prius in all this? Where's this time to shine? There's all these Jeez. cool car moves like Fast and Furious, but I don't think they drive Toyota Priuses. So what no. Toyota needs to do is bring a big old suitcase of money to Hollywood and say, make me a car movie. You don't even have Toyota Prius featured in the Transformer movies. It's very disappointing. You know, I think there's a few different ways you can do car movies. So you've got, yeah, racing cars. Yep. You've got cars that transform into robots and fight other cars at robots. Yep. Very exciting. Or you've got evil cars that control themselves mm -hmm. and kill people. What if it's a car, because it's, you know, a green car. Yeah. It's set in a logging town. Mm-hmm. And they're taking down the forest. Nice. And the car is... Uh, possessed by the spirits of the forest. <laughs> like fern gully shit. Sure. And the car starts killing the loggers. And you're kind of like, I'm watching this and I care about these characters. But also, the message is we shouldn't be logging. Mm -hmm. I'm very conflicted. Yeah. So maybe that's not going to work out. So what if the Toyota Prius rolls into kind of coal country? And there's all these, like, big old inefficient vehicles. And they really shun the new kid on the block, the new Toyota Prius on the block. And the Toyota Prius mm -hmm. is like, come on, I'm just like you. I can drive around. They're like, yeah, but not like us. We're tough. And um, it shows, though, that in the end, we can all get along. I don't know. What are you going to say, Steve? That one's really fizzled out. we... Uh, I'm still on, like, cars that are alive. Yeah, hit me with that. Oh, man, there's another one. So uh, we could do just uh, work the Toyota Prius into kind of an existing property. Yep. Like Herbie. Okay. You know? Because, I mean, Volkswagen Beetles aren't that cool. No, they're they're I mean, disgraced now, too, after Volkswagen did their whole cheating on emissions thing. Or you could do, like, a Knight Rider situation mm -hmm. where the Prius is, like, a cool car mm -hmm. and it helps solve crimes with the guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you gotta, like... Well, in Knight Rider, I've never seen this, is, his, is the car just, like, his cool buddy? Yeah, the car is like, I think it's it's got like a computer, it's called Kit, okay. which stands for something, I don't remember what it stands for. Okay, so but maybe... It, it talks, and then they, it like can control itself and has like spy stuff in it. Yeah, so maybe this car acts like Hitch the movie, but instead of needing Will Smith... Oh yeah, the Toyota Prius, the voice of the Toyota Prius is Will Smith. And, uh, As his character from Hitch. From Hitch, yeah. And he the helps. car, he got ran over by a Prius. <laughs> And his soul went into the car, yes. and he has to make these people fall in love so he can move on. Yes, yes. And it's called, it's called Trailer Hit. <laughs> That's my movie. That idea has legs. I like it. You like this idea? I like it. So he keeps picking up women and... Literally. No, he takes them on dates in the day. He takes them on dates. Maybe it's a, uh, what's that service? Like, like car sharing? Car sharing. Yeah, it's car sharing, and he helps everybody in the car. Oh, is it like an anthology movie, or...? Yes. So it's like we just see a bunch of, like, shorts that happen, but it's Will Smith in all of them. You guys like that? Does he rap at any point in the movie? Can can every one uh, of the stories end with the couple, like, realizing they love each other, and the car every single time going, I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling horny, and then he starts honking his <laughs> Yes. We show a few shots where people get into a different car, a um, 
what's a good competitor for Toyota? I Honda and Honda is just like a rude piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like it's voiced by um, um, Seth someone Rogen. Like yeah, uh, so those are. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought someone could do that. A jerky car. Would he be though? He's so nice. Uh, <laughs> you know, it would be. It's not a. There should be like a car that's like kind of good, but like it's voiced by Jack McBrayer. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> that's funny. He's on Will and Grace. What? Isn't that Jack McBrayer? No, from Oh, 30 oh, okay, yeah, no, never mind. You oh. guys, you guys need to learn pop culture. Yeah, quiz me on pop, pop culture right now. I'll prove to you that I am great at it. Hit me. Which uh, heartthrob got his start on Third Rock from the Sun? Oh, the guy that's also in Planet of the Apes, and he recently played Churchill. No, even I know this one. <laughs> the dad. No, the dad. it's the little guy. He was in Inception. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No, you guys are all wrong. French Stewart. Are you lying? Yes. Who the hell is French Stewart? You're lying. He's the weird one on Third Rock from the Sun. Of course I, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Did I get it? Oh, yeah, I got oh, it. Oh, who's the guy I'm thinking of? What's yeah, his name? The dad. Playing. John Lithgow? Yeah, John Lithgow. I do appreciate that you think John he's Lithgow a is a hard job. Yeah. What? There's a guy that lived in a building that looked like an angry version of him. Oh, yeah. Angry Lithgow? Yeah. Yeah, when we saw him, we were like, that's angry Third Rock from the Sun. Like, I think man. at first I did a kind of a double take because I thought it might be John Lithgow. It really did look and like And it wasn't, him. but very close, but much very angrier, close. like like a pissed off John Lithgow. <laughs> very red-faced. Like John Lithgow just got his coffee order wrong? Mm-hmm. I've not seen him, though. He's no, what happened to angry John Lithgow? He's gone. He's gone. All right, let's get back on track, shall we? Yeah. What were we talking about? The Toyota Prius know. as a... Uh... The Prius. All right, so let's summarize it. The Toyota Prius is basically a Cupid hookup machine. Yeah. Anytime two people get in it in sort of ride-sharing program or like an Uber or Lyft, the car introduces them. They get to know each other. Is it a self-driving Prius? This could take place in the future. We could pimp out like, hey, this is going to be Prius in a few years. I don't know. Because it is weird to have a third wheel there while two people are kind of hooking <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I mean, the car talks, doesn't it? So. Yes, Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, that could be a little bit like every time they get in the car, they're like, where's the driver? And then Will Smith's voice is like, I'm the driver. Here we go. Beep, 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 beep. Man, man, all these impressions are just so spot so on So good. She's like my Will Smith. Yeah, pretty bang oh, on, it's right? It's like he's here. So yeah. So Will Smith, have you met Vin Diesel? <laughs> do you think he would ask a bunch of like inappropriate questions to them? Yep, yep. He just always puts on like uh, puts on some love jams. Welcome to Miami. (laughs) The movie's set in Miami. Everyone (laughs) picks up is from the airport, and the first song they hear is "Welcome to Miami." I don't remember how that (laughs) melody goes. Oh, there it is. Welcome to Miami. This is a problem with Canadian cities that we don't have any cool songs. Guys, like, I think that's our new job. Welcome we to Toronto. We should come up with a song for every... Getting down in Regina. Yeah, major... Getting down in Regina. <laughs> you thought I said a different thing, but I said Regina. <laughs> You're in Sudbury now. <laughs> we got a big nickel. Welcome to St. John's, y'all. Your favorite saint is here. Y'all ready for now? <laughs> Halifax blowing up again. Strap on your helmet, you're in the open noggin. Gotta protect your noggin. These are just getting worse. Uh, let's move on to our sponsor. Now, a word from our sponsor. Hey kids, it's Rick. 
from Rick's Stores and Collectibles. You can find me behind the old Kmart on 7th Ave. Now I'm coming out with my own line of toys. That's right, we're talking lentil lads and granny gals. I call them ricey tots. Think Beanie Babies, but of my own design. Yeah, a little bit of real world coming at you. We've got your blobfish. We've got an anteater, it's super cute. We've got a pangolin. You might know what that is now because of COVID. We're talking the Shoebill Stork. We got the Rutger Hauer. We got an old dirty hobo. Yeah, that's right. That's some real life for you, kids. We got a moldy tennis shoe. We had a hedgehog with an STD. We got a discarded quesadilla. Yum. Yum. We're talking Tara Reid's botched boob job. In 20 years' time, that'll be worth something, I promise you. We got a snake that's actually just a used condom. It's on sale right now. We got Mr. Peanut. We got Baloney Man. We got OJ Simpson. We got Mom's new boyfriend, Jed. One of my personal favorites. Sometimes I like to stick pins in it and pretend that it's a voodoo doll. <laughs> you can do the same thing. Real hell of time. Ricey tuts. Ricey tuts. I make them in my basement. Ricey tuts. <laughs> Alright, come on down to Rick. That's right, behind the old Kmart on 7th Ave. Pick them up, they're going hot. Buy them for $2, sell them for $200. They're just like Beanie Babies. They're only going to go up in value. If you buy two, you get a pack of Paul Malls on the house. If you're a cop, you have to tell me it's the law. No sting operations are not allowed. I know my rights. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, Rick. Yeah, definitely go check out Rick's. Uh, a lot of great stuff for sale. So we're going to do a bit of a new segment here. Um, we're always curious who is listening to our podcast. And we all have some roommates who do some pretty heinous things. We thought we could just combine the two into one segment. Um, hmm. So we're going to talk about... about some things that our roommates do, and hopefully they'll hear it, and maybe they'll know that they're listening, and maybe they'll clean up their act. Um, so Steve, do you want to kick us off? What's something that, that you're kind of annoyed about at your roommate? Um, like, one thing my roommate does that really cheeses me off mm-hmm. is they draw all over the floors. Uh, can't you just, like, wipe that off, then? Well, it's, like, it's really etched in there, but it's also, like, a really dark paint. And um, mm-hmm. I guess the big thing, it's always like these sort of like dark symbols, like satanic symbols, and they use it to like summon demons and shit. So mm-hmm. it really kind of cheeses me off, you know? But if you do have to summon some dark spirits, like what else are you going to do? You hear it on the parking lot or something? That's true. No, that's a good point. Matt, what's something that uh, bothers you? Uh, you know what I really hate about what my roommate does? He always pees in the shower. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, that's kind of gross, yeah. I mean, it's not... It's a drain, though, you know? No, sorry. I should clarify. He pees in the shower when I'm in the shower. Oh. Well, I mean, it is still a drain, and you are presumably washing yourself off, so I mean... And honestly, it's not the temperature difference that annoys me the most. It's just I mean, it's so impolite. You should ask first, don't you think? I guess. I mean, I, I guess. Jen, what is your roommate doing? They're always using the dishwasher, like, all the time. Oh, that seems like a good thing, though. No? Uh, yes, yeah, and keeping clean. Yeah, keep dishes clean. No, well, they're not really keeping dishes clean. Like, they keep a possum in there. Like a live possum? Yeah, it's alive. I can't put any dishes in there. I can't even open it. But at least the possum's clean. Yeah. Right? I at think... least it's, like, in a home. Yeah. It's not a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I'm happy to go to that. What are we used to? Uh, that's pretty bad. Um, I mean, along with the, uh, this is another thing that kind of cheeses me off. Mm-hmm. I mean, they leaving the, the, the drawings on the floor is one thing, but they also leave lots of messes. It's just really messy, you know? Okay, yeah, that's a pretty common one. I mean, I do yeah, that sometimes that's too That's like myself. the most common. I mean, but also, but a lot of the mess I'm noticing are seems to be key pieces of evidence from crimes that are happening, and I think they're definitely trying to frame me for murder. I mean, you have lots of alibis. That's true. I, I'm always, always 
Always rounding up alibis. And I mean, your uncle's a lawyer, so he could he could get off pretty easily, I think, right? That's true. My uncle does get off easily. I mean, it's nothing like. Let me tell you what really pissed me off. Yeah. He watches Friends non-stop. Oh, I love that show though. Pivot. Yeah, it's a good show. You can probably just have like a binge thon No, no, no. He he watches my friends non-stop. Like we'll be having a game night, and he won't. He just he sits there in the corner and stares at Bethany and Lindsay when they're over, and just maybe it's very he just creepy. Wants did you invite him to play with you? I invited him. All I did was lick his lips and say, Yes, Master. More, please. I don't know what to what, make of that. Were you playing the game Lick Lips and Say More, Please? Uh, we don't know that game. I love it. but It's, it's such a fun game. Stuff. It's so fun. Yeah, maybe he just thinks we're playing that, I guess. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Chen, do you have another one? Uh, well, outside the dishwasher, my roommate's always just eating all my Pop-Tarts. What? Yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on. What kind of Pop-Tart? The ones that have, like, the Funfetti on top of them. Jeez, like, motherfucker. I know! I would get them out right now. I mean, I'll frame myself for murder by murdering your roommate. Would you? Jesus. Yeah, you don't come between a roommate and their Pop-Tarts. No. You only have, what, two, four, six? You have six Pop-Tarts in a box? It's yeah. not even a full week, and then you take away a few more? What are you going to do then? Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, my God. What am I supposed to do? Eat the one lonely one left in its like little tin foil pack? What are you gonna do? Eat the box? And I thought that Kimberly was a nice person. Yeah. Jesus. Well, I think that's uh, good for this episode. All right. Yeah. That's good to just kind of get some stuff. Yeah. Oh, that feels good. Whew. All right. So this has been a uh, solid, lovely production by the SM Experience. You can find <laughs> us on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find yeah. us on Facebook. Anywhere ricey tots are sold. Anywhere ricey tots are sold. Thanks Bye. for listening. We're off to Saskatoon. Saskatoon, where dreams come alive. Oh, time to go. Hey, you dipshits. Get the fuck out of here. Touch me, Grandpa.